0: Welcome to Watch the Throne. What a lovely day. This is episode 25, Eon Flux, from 2005. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manson. And with us today, a special guest, back from her triumphant appearance on The Astronaut's Wife. A Apparently, exclusively appearing on science fiction Charlize movies, we have Jess Knight, Jess Collins. Oh, I was, I had it, it and then so I got close. it wrong. I was so close. Hello, Jess.
1: How's it going?
0: Good. So, before we get going, I wanted, I want to outline the plot of this movie. So, it is a science fiction thriller, uh-huh. starring Charlize Theron, set in a dystopian future where babies are rare. Charlize must form a tenuous partnership with an unlikely ally to take on a bigger, badder villain. It is not Mad Max, but it is the same story as Mad Max, which I realized halfway through this movie. Basically, <laughs> sort of. Kind of. There's parallels. I mean, yeah, she is a heroic, kick ass
2: lady trying to save the future. That's <laughs> the way I saw it at first. You left out that we've been cloning ourselves for 400 years. There's only 4 million people left on the planet. I was planet. only
0: <laughs> trying to compare the two, like the, 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 the similarities between the two. Oh, uh, I gotcha, I you. Because like, oh, okay. everything I said also applies to Mad Max, you know what I mean? You know, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. You
2: know what else? This has, like, freaky people. Like, it's yeah. got some of that, mm-hmm. too.
0: The difference is that this movie is dog doo-doo.
2: Mm, I mean, I don't think it's 100% doo-doo. It's, it's, it's mostly doo-doo. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not great, but there's things about this movie I really like. Oh, man, there's so many easy ways to make this stuff work. I feel like it's needlessly complex.
0: I know that Jess is on because she loves this movie. And this is also mm-hmm. the kind of movie that, like, if you're like, I love this, I'd be like, okay, I get it. Like, I, I know why people would love this. I just think it's a mess. I also think that there's just way too much talking. Hmm. Because you made me watch one of the short films from the MTV. I didn't force you, but I asked. Well, no, no, no but, I mean, but, I, but I did, yeah. I, and I yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. And I watched okay. one of them, and it was, like, three minutes long. And there's no words the entire time. And, like, I don't want a movie with no words, but every time I start, like, doing plot dumps, I'm like, oh, I don't care at all about any of this.
2: Yeah, those are valid complaints, and I sort of have the same complaints, but I actually kind of like where they took this story. I do agree that it becomes, like, exposition scene after scene after action scene after action scene. Like, it's not very well-paced at all, this movie, and the tone is really wonky, but there's still cool stuff going on. Like, I am, for one, a big fan of the cartoon like i i guess i was like 11 or 12 when that was on liquid television and it made a big impression and you know uh, i think the design work of that was so perfect it just that the first thing that struck me was why didn't they just adapt the design of eon flux the cartoon for the show i'm not too sure about the plot and all that because as you say joey not a lot of talking you're not really sure what's going on it's a very cryptic cartoon I, the, A the main thing that it kind of felt like was getting in the way here is like stuff like the matrix and things that have just sort of come after it kept it from ultimately
0: being itself and started to stray at times So Jess, what do you love about this movie? Why did you want to talk about this on this podcast?
1: I remember first watching this movie. I watched this movie when it first came out. It was during a time when, you know, like you guys said, like the Matrix was big hype. You know, sci-fi movies, I feel like were just becoming more of a thing in the early 2000s. It was kind of a break from all of these teen, like, romantic comedy movies that were coming out at the time. I really enjoy it because I honestly, when I watch this movie... I forgot what I was doing and I didn't write down any notes. That's how enthralled I get when I watch this movie. It's just I forget what's going on. It's kind of like a, yeah, there is a lot of talking and I wish there was less plot points and... You know the movie's a little too short for what what they're trying to cram into the. I think it's only like an hour and thirty minutes, but mm. I just think it's cool how they try to they're trying to tie everything back in and they're trying to tie it all back to the to the shorts and I just like it. It's better than being indifferent.
0: Did you see the shorts before you saw the movie or no?
1: Uh, I watched the movie and then I watched the shorts.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
2: Yeah. Like I I definitely think there's a lot here that kept my attention i just don't know there's stuff like the music kind of there's this weird sort of matrix meets the middle east music that started trying to like almost put me to sleep just like lulled me to sleep i really think it looks fantastic like visually this movie is like you think so yeah yeah i really i dig the design you know even though it strays from the original cartoon and stuff it i feel like it finds its own place like the place that they filmed for like the only city left or whatever like I don't know I I like the aesthetic there I I like this sort of surveillance state idea that they've put together like it's a you know like that's a very slick sort of concept that I think that they pulled off pretty well it starts with like okay I think one of my major problems is not only does it start with sort of this little prologue where we learn about the plague and the 400 years and the good childs and and all this type, type of thing but then we get like a a voiceover, and it's like a really long voiceover and stuff. I don't know, it kind of starts on the wrong foot, but I actually feel like it gets better as it goes along, and by the end of the movie, I was like, oh, okay, like, I kind of, was like, I, I enjoyed the conclusion of this so i was glad that I, I sat through this
0: i would agree that it gets better i just don't think that it ever gets to a point where i'm like oh i'm really super into this movie and i don't know if like if i had watched the shorts when i was younger or you know cuz i know you're you're older than i am so i wouldn't have watched them when they were live plus i wasn't allowed to watch mtv for a while so definitely would have seen them then because I had no affiliation toward it or affection toward it, like, I didn't come in there, like, I mean, I wanted to like it, and I feel like, as I was watching this and I wasn't really getting into it, I was trying to figure out, because you know, like, you and I are both, I think more so than most other people, super, super into, like, ambitious Mm sci-fi. And I was trying to figure out, like, why sometimes it clicks for me and why sometimes it doesn't, and I still don't really have a great answer. I think the only thing that really makes sense to me about this one ...is that it feels like it's trying to cram too much in, or like, reference too many things or be too many things to two different people instead of just, like, telling its own story. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It yeah. feels like there's just... It's grabbing from a bunch of things, and it almost feels like you kind of need to know some stuff ahead of time, even though you really don't, but it feels that way. and it just sort of feels a little too overstuffed, and that bothers me a little bit. Like, I think it just, instead of doing its own thing, it's trying to do its own thing, but also trying to be like, hey, remember, like, how the opening of the cartoon like or whatever like it it's this mm-hmm. shot or it's like the people kissing or like well, you yeah, it's whatever it's like all yeah. these like little references and sides that like don't quite fit and I'm like uh.
2: no I hear you I think for me the my main issue is it's just too serious it kind of takes itself way too serious at, at times when I think the ambitious sort of failures that we love are the more they have sort of like a goofy side to it or they know or they're like more tongue-in-cheek at times or at least try and have some flourishes of uh comedy lightheartedness or something but i
0: love dogs
2: (laughs) right like there's no bee people in here and when the lady with hands for feet shows up like she's all business like god yeah i I actually (laughs) i think that's kind of badass i really like that but that there's kind of lacking some of that stuff like the places I think this movie works best is when it strays from the cartoon and like goes its own direction like the really bizarre sort of spy tech they use to talk to each other in their minds with Frances McDormand Hello. Yeah. Franny
0: McD is know. I know I wrote down, wrote down Francis McDormand what are you doing in this movie
2: apparently worked three days or something but um, I believe it had full control over her look as well was given that's why she, I guess she looks like a wrinkle in time lady um, <laughs> but I loved it I don't know like that's the stuff I love like when Eon puts on this like Brace and she travels into like the secret lab. Like I was like, wow, that's that's a great concept, well executed.
0: Uh, Oh, like the like the octopus sort of brace whatever that like sort of enters her back automatically. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So like, there's really cool moments along the way. I felt like there was interesting revelations in the story, like with the brothers and the cloning and eons. DNA and, and this and that, like, I, I I don't know, like, along the way, it's bumpy, but at the end, I was, I don't want to say, like, it's great, but I was satisfied. I felt like you were going to like it more than me, I was just... I thought I was going to love it, I thought it was going to fucking, I you know what I mean, like, the yeah. way I've been waiting to sort of watch this movie, or just it's been on the schedule, and I've seen parts of it on TV, but I've never watched the whole thing, and i just wanted to see, because I was like, oh, this is one I gotta see from the beginning. I honestly thought it was going to be... Like going crazy for this movie, but instead I'm just. Sitting here trying to say like it doesn't. I don't feel like it deserves the tremendous hate that it's been. Well, <laughs> it's I don't. Yeah, getting. I mean, I don't. Not, uh... not from you. I'm just saying like. Yeah, the, I know. You know like critics. it has
0: a 2.2 average on Letterbox, which is very very bad. Like that's you know, it, it's it's hard to get under a two on Letterbox. I think like a a two, two is real close to that. I gave it below that, but I still I don't like I I just I I think I was just disappointed by it because I was sort of I bought into your hype, your expectations, your hopes for. That said, considering that this is one movie directly following North Country, which she was nominated for an Oscar, which is essentially like a quote unquote better movie, like a prestige movie. Mm -hmm. Like I would rather rewatch this like five times before I see that again for just like the subject matter alone. Mm -hmm. I I just wanted it to be more. And it was just kind of like a bummer.
1: I think you kind of do. You have to remember like, I guess, like when it's from. I feel like now, (laughs) nowadays, we do so much better with movies like this. Like, these are movies that we're making more of these days, and there's, like, so much better. Like, when I was watching it, I kept thinking about the movie The Giver. Not that it was a very good movie, but kind of, like, same concept. You know, they're in this town, dystopian future. It's weird stuff with babies.
2: Yeah, I, I was sort of getting, like, a ghost in the shell vibe at one I point. was
0: too and I was wondering, yeah. like, in the cartoon because I only watched the one, is the lead in the cartoon Asian American or Asian or is she just, is she white?
2: No, yeah just the okay. creator um, but yeah, in the cartoon she actually looks from the time more modeled off of like Angelina Jolie. I know there's like a similar vibe, but I always thought of her as a little more sort of like bony if that's the right terms, I don't know. I also feel like maybe this movie again, it's, it might be like five or six years too late, like the show's off the air, and it, it was a very niche sort of thing, you know, I feel like it was a very obscure show, and maybe there just wasn't a fan base for an entire film, and that when they all came together, the people involved weren't, like, clear on which direction they should settle on. Because they're, like you said, Joey, this thing is jam-packed with ideas. Like, there's there's enough yeah. here for three yeah. movies, yeah.
0: Because I was just trying to figure out, because Karen Kusama, I think, is of Japanese heritage, I think? and I know that the creator of the TV show or maybe because this was also adapted into like another thing like there was it, it aired in the early 90s on liquid television on MTV and then it was yeah. adapted in like 97 into something. Yeah
2: so it went from the short films were sort of broken up into segments for liquid television and then it got its own sort of proper I feel like it got a proper half hour show or something like there, something happened where it got picked up for an actual cartoon by MTV or something and that ran for a season and so, so that's very talk I didn't. I never really seen that stuff. The later years, and um, this might be inspired
0: from that more. I don't know. The show was created by a Korean American guy named Peter Chung, and then Karen Kusama is, I think, of like I was saying, of Japanese heritage. And I was just like wondering, like, is there like this history of whitewashing, like we did with Ghost in the Shell? But I guess it's good that it's not, right? Like, it's it, it sort of yeah. feels like it could be or might be, but I guess it's not. It just it just mm-hmm. is what it is.
2: Yeah, and I think the cartoon makes it very explicit. Like, they are not necessarily. American I mean it's all fictional future stuff but she definitely looks yeah caucasian in that and and the cartoon and stuff reminds me more of like the heavy metal movie or that kind of comic book kind of stuff like it's like anime meets east meets west you know as far as like style and influence and everything it's like this great combination of sensibilities and it's ultra violent it's like super violent very sexy, and that's like a very big part of it, which is maybe why sometimes it seems like, why is this movie trying to be like super sexy for no reason? <laughs> like, that
0: is very much.
2: Carried over from the
0: cartoon. Well, so that was another problem that I had with this movie: is that it's just not nearly as violent as it wants to be, or could be, or sh- or I wanted to be. And yeah. I don't know if either of you read this, but apparently Karen Kusama, who direct, who went on to direct Jennifer's Body, which I want to give another shot to, but also directed The Invitation, which is awesome. She directed this, and apparently after she finished shooting it, she was fired by the movie studio, oh. and then they recut her movie into a 71-minute cut, tested it for audiences, it tanked hard and then they rehired her to re-edit it but wouldn't let her go back to her original vision and there were entire threads that were left out and apparently there was like a gay character in here that like that was completely dropped and I feel like the fact that there's like such turmoil Mm -hmm. after the fact And also the fact that, like, it's PG-13 instead of, like, what probably should be R. Like, it just feels like there's something better here, and there's probably something better, like, that they shot, and that is in Karen Kusama's head. It just isn't on the screen.
2: Yeah, because there's definitely, you're right, like, R-rated, absolutely. That didn't even occur to me. That is totally missing from here. The bloodshed, the violence, just the mayhem. Yeah, and then also there's something else they alluded to here, which I thought they were going to go much further with, is sort of the Cronenberg-esque, body mutated kind of thing like the thing with the squid tech that takes her to the other lab and the lady with the feet hands and stuff like i really thought we were going to meet some far out bizarre looking people here but that's all that we get right that's yeah that's really all that we get too and then i thought that the girl who turns out to be eon's sister i thought that was her girlfriend you know, so, like, there is definitely, like, a lot of confusing stuff. Like, it feels like it's been doctored with and sort of taking, taken out of the creator's hands and stuff. And I guess I kept that in mind watching it where I saw, like, oh, it's got three editors and, like, four screenwriters and, like, all these producers. So, there's, it feels like it's
0: been meddled with. Which is just unfortunate. I did notice that the same pair of screenwriters who wound up, I guess, with the final credit on this movie also wrote The Invitation, which is pretty cool. So Mm -hmm. I like that they sort of stuck around or that they got to work with Karen Kusama again. What this reminded me of, and is better than in just about every way, is a year later, Ultraviolet would come out with the girl Mila Jovovich. (laughs) And that is real bad. Also PG-13. Also, I feel like, I mean, that's real bad CGI. I feel like at times here, there's like sort of bad CGI, but not terrible. Mm -hmm. Like that has real bad CGI.
1: I'm not going to lie. I love that movie too.
0: I'm sure you do. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've
1: ne- I got it because,
2: I know, but I got to see it because of how bad it is. But that reminds me, just speaking of Mila, like, reminds me of something Jess said. Like, this totally has, like, a, you know, like, Mila Jovovich was doing Resident Evils, like, almost every year, you know? And this fits sort of right in with that pattern of, like, Underworld, Resident Evil, Eon Flux. Like, they're all just these, like, kick-ass characters just fighting and solving their way through their movies, you know? And, and that's kind of cool. I feel like the 2000s were like people are talking now like, oh, Wonder Woman. Like, where have you been, Wonder Woman? Like, you know, you're such this strong, powerful character for women. And it's like, dude, you've had a bunch of them, but they've been running around in future dystopians. I guess that's the problem, yeah, right? Yep, it's like yep, they've all yep. been unaccessible because they're, yeah, fighting like monsters and creatures and not like family friendly sort of. Affairs and things, so.
0: But another sort of weird tie to Mila, while we're on the subject, is that when this movie was first announced in 2003, it was set to star Michelle Rodriguez, who would work with Mila in the first Resident Evil. So, also shout out to Too Fast, Too Forever, Family. That's a completely different movie, I think. I mean, I don't know that Charlize is really great in this, but I think she's good. I think that she brings a certain kind of kick ass ability, but I also don't think that she's really given a ton. To do Like, I think that a lot of people probably could have done this.
2: Yeah, I think she's got the look is first and foremost. Like, once you give her that jet black hair, like, yeah, she can pull off the look for Eon Flux. I like when she, like, gets on the ground and sort of does, like, the spider run. That's a really weird, cool kind of thing. She's a great actor, so there's moments in this movie that are extremely hard to sell. Like, when she finds out that she's four hundred years old and is a clone, or and that her clone. husband yeah yeah, yeah yeah and that like her husband is like a dystopian ruler who's trying to like secretly she's trying to kill him, and then she has to like break down and start crying and like really sell it and stuff, so like I really feel like you know she salvages. What she has to do here. And she's not embarrassing herself. You know, this isn't like Catwoman. Like, you know, I don't think she's the issue. I I don't really, I really think like a lot of these actors are kind of doing pretty well. It's just something else. There's just something missing.
1: Yeah. The only thing that I have written down is I remember, I actually remember the first time I ever like saw a trailer for this, heard this movie was coming out, and I could not believe that Shirley's was going to be in an action movie that was based off of an animated series. It just blew my mind at the time. And now, like, you know, she is doing things that are... She's an action
0: star. Yeah, Yeah.
1: right. Completely blew me away, you know, then. I'm like, nah, she's gonna, you know, do terribly in this because at the time, you know, like you said, Resident Evil was out and then Ultraviolet came out the year after. You know, Mia Jovovich was, like, the female action star at the time. And I was like, there's no way she's gonna compare because, you know... Like people usually do, you compare one actor to another, and I... I thought she did pretty well
0: this actually kind of in a way kicks off like an action stretch for her that like there's a lot of movies in between that aren't action movies but you know in the next handful of years she's going to be in Hancock then she'll be in Prometheus and then she'll be obviously in Mad Max and Atomic Blonde and I mean it's not a ton but considering where we've come from Mike like she hasn't really yeah. done anything up to this point in her career that would like lead you to believe that she'd become an action star but this in a way kind of kicks things off
2: yeah and, and I buy her as an action star too like she's definitely got the physicality I briefly listened to a little of the uh, commentary, and she's on one of the tracks, and she talks about slipping a disc, like herniating a disc because of doing her own stunts and stuff. So, like, she she really tried to do, like, those back handsprings and and all the running and and the climbing and stuff, too. So I buy her totally physically as able to, you know, go toe-to-toe and, like, take out, like, 50 guards you know, without a gun or whatever. Yeah, like, it it almost makes you wonder, like, how they didn't see it a little sooner, you know? Like, it's kind of obvious to me now that you think about it. Like, yeah, she's got the look, she's got the stare, she's got the glare, she's got the attitude. Like, she's definitely, like, a badass.
0: Yeah, I mean, she is a badass. I'm just, uh, I just wish that she had more. Like, I just feel like there's so much... Well, actually, okay, so hold on. So I was going to say that there's so much that, like, the computer sort of aided her in, but what I did read on IMDb was that they had to delay production by a month because when they were training for this movie she slipped and hurt her neck and okay, then yeah. was like no 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 I'm not stopping this I'm going to keep going like she has like a stunt doubles clause apparently in her contract but was like no I'm going to do the stunts for this movie. So like not only is she like portraying badasses whether or not they're you know aided by computers she's like actually doing this i mean we know that she trains like a badass for like the the more recent movies like atomic blonde and stuff like we know that she trains with keanu reeves and does like crazy intense workouts so we know that she like puts in the effort but it's cool to see this is a sort of, I guess, like the starting point. I don't think she's done as many genres as Cage because I don't think anybody's <laughs> done as many genres as Cage. Like He's covered the entire spectrum like twice over. But yeah. here, I mean, like this is like a new territory for her and she's sort of beginning to make it her own, even if I don't think that she fully gets there in this one.
2: Yeah, yeah, this is a sort of like a good like training movie, I guess, for her to see if you could handle it being an action hero because, you know, there's tons of complex action scenes and it's mostly being sold on being an action film and I, yeah and I totally agree that I just feel like she proves herself. You know, it kind of reminded me a little bit, I was thinking of, like, The Rock. Now, I know he came out of the gate to be an action hero, but he was sort of given a few test films, I feel, to see if he was really gonna have the charm or the charisma or the attitude to, like, work on camera or whatever, and, like, I kind of felt like maybe this also was like, okay, like, I want to branch out, I want to do more, I want to get more physical, like, let's take, like, uh, let's not do, like, a huge franchise thing, like, let's start with something a little smaller, like this Eon Flux thing based off of something, Uh, sci-fi so it's like a genre thing and you know, if it flops, that's okay but I'll know if I can handle myself on this type of set and do this type of work and if I come across on screen well or not and stuff and I definitely feel like she comes across fine, like there's definitely when she's kicking and jumping and stuff like it's great, I like that about this and then maybe that's something that really ups the value for me, you know, now that I think about it like that it's her, maybe that's why I like this movie more, if it was someone else it might not appeal to me as much but Because we're like following the Charlie's journey here, and I'm seeing her in this like weirdo future, and like I like that she's kind of like running around here, like she's gonna like jump up into the clone ship and destroy it at the end. It's like, what? Okay, I'm down with it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? is weird about this movie is that a lot of the actors look like people that i know and they're just straight up not people i know oh
2: there's one guy in here you definitely know i always forget his name but he's in train spotting and he's in hackers and he used to be oh yeah johnny lee miller yeah yeah Yeah, johnny lee miller you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) him i picked him franny mcd i didn't Until like her last scene, I didn't know it was her.
0: I had to look her up because I saw her, and I'm like, "There's no way that she's in this. Why
1: is she in this?"
0: But she is, yeah. And that's two in a row, right? Wasn't she in North Country too? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Wow! 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 wow. The main guy, the good good child, or the eventually good good child. Like I feel like he he looks like four or five different actors that like I know, and like he's just not Clive
2: Owen. He looks like Clive Owen. I was like, "That's Clive Owen." No, it's it's. Clive Clonan,
0: <laughs> and every time he was on screen, I was like, "Oh, is that?" uh no, it's still not whoever it is. <laughs> they haven't recast halfway through the movie. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky was set to direct this at one Whoa. point, which would have been bananas. Like, I, I love <laughs> when women get directorial movies, especially for big budget. Like, I wonder, I didn't look up what the budget for this was.
2: I can't imagine what he would have done. I mean, that probably he probably would have wanted to go. Ultraviolent with it.
0: So this cost 62. Ooh only made 25 in America and then 26 worldwide so it lost Uh, money
2: still not good
0: I mean the fact that Karen Kusama got to direct a 60 million dollar movie in 2005 is cool and that this didn't like ruin her career like she was she goes on to make other good big movies or whatever yeah that's cool
2: there's another Oscar nominee in here too the lady with the hand feats was I think she was in Hotel Rwanda and she was like nominated for an Oscar so like there's prestige here and it's amazing everyone survived this too you know I think that's a testament as well. I just feel like people give this a really hard time. It's tough to stick with, but if you do, I feel like, yeah, it makes sense and it's kind of an interesting mystery and, yeah, I don't know. It won me over. I mean, you know, I'm not, like, through the roof about it, but, like, I'd put it on again.
0: I know you would, because like, this feels like exactly your kind of movie. Like, <laughs> it's not good, but it's exactly what you're looking for in most movies. Like, if you have to watch this versus, like, just about any other, like, in terms of critical reception, like, any other genres, like, uh, maybe horror, but, like, other than that, like, right. you are going to choose this every single time. Like, a dystopian sci-fi, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, this is... Firmly in your wheelhouse.
2: <laughs> I mean, generally, I like to watch the better stuff, but I mean, sure. having never I, seen yeah, this absolutely. before, like it was intriguing and interesting. I was like, okay, I, I don't know, but yeah, you're, you're right. Like, I, I'm very forgiving, especially much more so when it comes to sci-fi, because of just <laughs> I just, just generally like I give them. I give him so many points for ambition most of the time and like at least like coming to an end (laughs) that uh, like that just goes a long way sometimes.
0: I do want to give a shout out to Zack Attack for to say that Charlize did that circus in this movie that she trained with Cirque du Soleil's Terry Bartlett. To work oh, wow. on her, I guess wire work or whatever, because she's like hanging from all sorts of things. Like she's doing crazy banana things in the air in this movie that like yeah. seem to defy gravity. But I guess when oh, yeah. it's just like a, a dystopian future, you know what this kind of reminded me of? It kind of reminded me of Wayward Pines, how it's like that one city oh, in the middle oh, yeah, of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, right.
2: I wish there was a little more about that. How there's these are the last people on the entire planet, and we only get like one or two sort of aerial shots of the size of the city, and it's very hard to compare without like another landmark. Like if it was built next to the old pyramids or something you know like maybe get a better idea but yeah yeah once they set that up they don't really do very much with that idea it's just like here's the setting and it's not really
0: gonna matter too much what's a little disappointing and it's obviously never gonna happen number one because we're 13 years later number two because this movie tanked but i almost feel like in eon flux 2 would have been cool like okay the wall is down now Mm now what but i also feel like that's maybe also the maze runner that's also like wayward pine season two like that's a bunch of different things that like you set up the world in the first one and then break down the wall and then like what happens next and i feel like there's like cool enough ideas here it's just like we've been saying all along like jams too many in it doesn't really execute any of them i kind of want more just because like i i could like what's here and i yeah it's kind of weird to me
2: that it takes all these influences from all these places and least of all from the actual source material like on the show there's this amazing design of all the guards they wear like these blue and yellow these blue suits with like yellow helmets and like it's very well defined like the look of the world and the everything like that and i don't know like this feels almost like you said like a maze runner like there's like young adult influence here like they want to get the teen audience for some reason to, i guess because they watched mtv but it doesn't young jive. adult
0: the upcoming charlie's <laughs> movie a different young adult no
2: different young adult but like it doesn't jive like it just it's not that like eon flux is too hardcore i feel like they've they've toned her down as a character like they've Made her too soft in places. They've—I don't know—they've just made her too different. She's much more of like a soldier, and in here, I don't know exactly what she is. She's some sort of freedom-fighting rebel, but we don't get a sense of how she trained or how she was raised or anything. We're just—we're just told that. Like, we're not told about like the very complex things, but we are told about
0: like the very simple things, and that's kind of a frustrating thing. Jess, you've been quiet. What—what what else you got to say about
1: this movie? I mean, nothing. I I wasn't <laughs> kidding when I said I, I wrote down nothing. Like, I literally wrote down Eon Flux notes and then nothing. But as someone, someone
2: who likes the movie, though, do you have, like, a, a favorite part? Or is there something about, like, the design that worked best for you or um, anything? like?
1: Yeah, so, like, I mean, like, visually speaking, it's clean. I feel like it's, it's really crisp and, like, the colors are appealing to me. I don't know. It's something about movies and color with me. Like, if the coloring is off... It just, it has a weird vibe for me when I'm watching a movie. Kind of like with uh, uh, with Keanu Reeves when he is playing the fat guy.
0: The last time I committed suicide? Yes,
1: thank you. And the coloring throughout <laughs> the movie, it keeps on getting darker and darker and it just made me like really depressed. But this movie, everything's like brightly colored. Um, I really liked the part where she puts on the octopus belt thing. I thought that was, you know, like Mike, like you said, it's really well executed and I thought that was really cool technology and i wish we would have gotten more stuff like that in the movie i like action movies i like movies that i can also watch where i don't have to think about anything i get it i get it
2: i kind of like like the as far as going as far as like the weirdo technology of this particular future um, I didn't quite understand it but I liked it visually too is in the beginning when she's breaking into sort of the uh, surveillance room and it's almost like eagle eye Joey where it's like this water and all these lights around but then like yeah. these little droplets are falling into the water and it's like that is the surveillance footage and stuff I was like well this is really bizarre it's like a new take on an old idea I thought that was pretty cool and then there's one moment after you find out that their DNA is like once you die in this future like okay so basically when they cured the original disease everybody went sterile so it became children of men world yes and then good child was like all right i'm gonna secretly clone everybody but reassign them into like different families and mix it up and everything like that and so there's one moment when eon goes to find her sister who's been reassigned and she's
0: Huna. Uma. I think Una. it's
2: U- Una. 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 Una 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 And she's literally holding her baby sister as a baby in her arms because she's been like reborn as a new person and stuff. I don't know. Like that was a really weird and sort of twisted concept. That again, it wasn't perfectly executed, but I was like.
0: We, I definitely wasn't expecting to get here today, and so for that reason, I gave it <laughs> points. <laughs> when you were saying it's eagle Eye, there's two things about that scene. Number one, I thought Mission Impossible first because she's doing like this mm. crazy, like I'm gonna get like after I talk about this, I we talk about this little part. I do want to go through a list of like the crazy future tech that we really haven't mentioned yet because I wrote down a lot of examples. But she does like this crazy, like self-tying rope and like descends down, sort of like Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. But then they like zoom in on that water droplet, and I thought like that was going to, like, the fact that that fell was going to be, like, a bad thing, but it didn't turn out to be a bad thing. It was just, like, it was a weird storytelling sort of mechanism there.
2: Yeah, yeah. She ends up sort of putting a device in the water to, like, drain it or flood it and disrupt communications or something. Right, Mm yeah. I just think the point of that is, like, here's a mission. Like, we have to see her on mission number one. Uh, But I was like, oh, that's that's visually, aesthetically pleasing and interesting, even
0: if I'm not exactly sure what's happening. (laughs) I also wonder who Monica was that they were called the Monicans? who was Monica in this guy's life that because we never get an explanation but it almost feels like Peter Chung who made the series was like hey babe guess what you're never gonna believe what I named after you like all the cool rebels are Monicans." and she's like okay cool like, I guess whatever sure yeah and what's especially weird
2: too is that Eon's original name is Catherine, you know. So I would have assumed once we learned that that it would have been the code word for the rebels that they would have found out somehow, and they would have been like the Catherines or something. <laughs> like maybe that's why they didn't do it because it sounds terrible.
0: No, but like I I agree. Like there's a, there's a lot of things here that like could have been better laid out or better what mapped out or whatever that would have told this like backstory in a way that it just feels like they're just randomly assigned things and names with maybe meaning, but we just don't get a word, like, we don't understand what that meaning actually is, or where it came from, or whatever.
2: Yeah, some, sometimes I just feel like this is suffering from, like, a lot of sci-fi suffers from this, too, and, I mean, it it take, it takes it took me a while to get over realizing this, but, like, it's sort of got, like, a Johnny Mnemonic thing going on, where, like, we're gonna start with this, text that's going to set up the world and it's a very sort of deep even though it's quick in this it's a deep thing it's like 99% of the world is gone 400 years in the future you know it's like whoa those are two huge sort of ideas to wrap my head around and then the movie starts and Charlize starts talking about I'm a secret agent for the anti-government and we're the monikins, and I'm Eon and and I'm covert and I take this pill I'm going to kiss this guy and take this pill and talk to someone in my brain it's like whoa, whoa 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 everybody needs to slow down I think this movie would have benefited from no opening text, no monologues, no voiceovers, none of that stuff. I, I feel like the director's smart enough to show what she needs to tell you, like she does in that, again, that great sequence with the lab, when, with the squid thing. Like, that is really well directed. Like, that explains everything really well. And, and I feel like if she was allowed to, the director definitely would have pulled this off better. Could have pulled this out. I bet that original cut would would be something interesting
0: to watch. I really want to see the original cut, but I mean I'm sure that we're never gonna see it. I also okay, we're you know, have to email trim- her. <laughs> yes. Hey Karen Kusama, we just watched your movie. Can we see the version that you wanted to make? Cool, thank you. So here's some other crazy tech that we did not talk about yet we have the crazy self-tying rope oh we have her like it's not technology just future stuff but she sleeps in those like bead strings that like barely cover her boobs and nothing else it's like yeah oh like i guess this is the future because this is how we sleep now like there's a lot of like allusions to sexuality that she's like almost naked a lot And I feel like that's one reason I'm glad it's not R, because, like, I I don't know that she would have been naked, but I feel like they would have been like, hey, cool, like, you know, do it, or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, because it feels like they want it, like, they want to go that extra mile, whether it's in the script or not, whether it was in the original vision or not, and they just don't. She's basically naked in, in like, a handful of scenes, and just because it's PG-13, she's not.
2: Yeah, in, in the show, she literally looks like she's a dominatrix, like, running around, like, blasting people with rifles and stuff like that. In uh, this day, actually, she's not even in leather, you know? Like, they have her in fabric and stuff, so, like, it's very softened, even to that degree, you know? Because once you put them in leather, I don't know, I feel like it just... You get a little more sexual, a little more dangerous, a little more Matrix. You know what I mean? It just feels a little more dangerous, sort of like influential or whatever. But uh, yeah, it, 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 overall, it's like a whole targeting the demo. Like we need to hit like as many teen. Like we got to get the guys and the girls somehow. We got to make sure that she's kicking ass but not too objectified and i don't feel like she is all that much definitely with the r yeah she probably it probably would have gone like way too far for for no apparent reason
0: there are the sort of pine cone things that shoot needles that are kind of maybe it feels like there's not enough there like it just seems like you just have to outrun those you know what i mean like it, like, it doesn't feel like they try to they they knock some down eventually the, the woman with hands for feet like knocks them down but it just feels like you just have to outrun those like the grass is needles and you just like don't touch the grass like it just <laughs> it feels like there's like like i know that you hate ready player one but in that first when they're getting the first key and they're doing that race like it feels like there's like rules there that like they sort of like it's it's almost like a video game like here just like hey what is a video run... game what do you mean well, no, 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 no 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 but here <laughs> I mean, exactly like, like a it, video but here, game. no but here it's a video game <laughs>
2: Oh, where, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Where it's okay. like,
0: just run fast and don't touch the grass and you'll be fine. Like, it just, it doesn't feel like there's enough there. Like, it also yeah. reminds me of, like, Resident Evil, where there's that hallway with the lasers, right? And, like, you're just jumping over lasers, jumping under the lasers, and then, like, all of a sudden, it becomes that, like, checkerboard grid that, like, rotates. You're like, oh, well, I'm done. Yeah. And, like, it feels like there's, like, there, there should be more to outsmart as long as you're, like, but here it's just, like, hey, if you're fast and don't touch this one thing, like, you're fine. It just feels like, oh, like, that's, that's all like, that's your defense? Like, that's, like, the most secure building in the world, like, the most, like, the like the world's, like, leading family, and you just have, like, razor glass and, like, razor grass and needles out of pine cones, like, that's it?
1: I wonder, too, like, if there was supposed to be more to that scene, knowing now that there was another cut to this movie, like, I wonder if there was supposed to be something more, because you're right. I mean, run fast! Don't get hit by the stupid pine cone needles. Like, you know, why wouldn't they just put on some type of armor so they wouldn't get cut by the grass or the, you know, the right. needles wouldn't penetrate? Instead of yeah. just running really fast.
2: Yeah, she doesn't even wear gloves on her feet, hands. Yeah, feet, right. Feet, hands. No, and they get
0: and they get pierced by the glass, and she's like,
2: "Ow!" Oh, and then like that's it. I love the glass grass. I think that's. Fucking awesome-looking kind of thing. I was very surprised. I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty clever." But it's like in the middle of you're right. Like it's just it's just an action sequence. Like that's how it feels to me. It's like okay, like they have to cross the garden, and the garden is like armed. It's alive. Like in this future, it's like the tech, the biotechnology plant weapons or something division and I was like alright well that's kind of interesting they're gonna go with that but that's all they kind of go with here and that's the whole idea and you're right it's a little it's kind of weak I hear what you're saying but I kind of just because they're running I guess it's weird but I like the girl with the feet on her hands like I think that's interesting and they put that to good use she like
0: climbs on the tree with them and does stuff do they put it Um, to good use it feels like they just do like oh right she's got uh, hands or feet like let's do two things where like we show her grabbing the branch and like it doesn't feel like she does anything yeah enough. i guess she
2: she, she she at the end instead of being a sniper she should have like shot someone with her foot you know and i like, also thought like, like
0: when she falls like she was gonna grab something with her feet but no she just falls and dies yeah like, she
2: kind of gives like, up there's
0: that's what i'm saying like there's things that this movie sets up that are mm-hmm. there to be cool and it just doesn't like i guess she she gets a hero's death which is fine but don't, like, give her this ability or this, like, you know, genetic, like, this gene splice or whatever, where she could be, like, sort of superhuman, and then just let her fall to her death? Like, what?
2: Yeah, I think that scene was a little more preoccupied with, uh, sort of, like, saying, oh, like, look at all of the biological, technological sort of, like, advancements in the future here, as opposed to what would be an actual practical defense system to the, you know, least penetrable building in the world that's left in the world. You're right because even once she gets in there I mean I know there's only like four million people or whatever left on the planet but like she doesn't even kill like a whole lot of guard like she's just kind of like there's no one around you know what I'm saying like there's literally that's another thing like there's nobody around in this future so like I know it's a plot point and everything but I kind of feel like there should be a few more people.
0: Like, there should at least be more guards or something. One little bit of, I, I want to call it cool tech, but I'm not sure if it's cool, it's just sort of weird, is that once she's inside that fortress and gets captured, she shakes her head and her eye turns into, like, a microscope, and she's oh, able yeah. to, like, decipher this water and see that it's, like, tainted or poisoned or something. But then hidden in her stiletto, she has, like, a vial that she's able to, like, capture the water and, like, bring it back yeah. for analysis later. I'm like, I'm like why are these here? Like, where is this? Like, What?
2: What's even cooler, I thought about the water is that that is technology. There's a message in the water. Like she drinks it later, and Trevor talks to her in her brain, and is like, "This is painful, but it's the only way I could talk to you. Meet me here are the coordinates. Like meet me." I was like, "Well, oh, more tech." And you, and you missed like. One of the big trailer moments, which I definitely remember seeing from the trailer, is when she has those, like, ball bearings that, like, listen to her when she whistles. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And she, like, throws them up into the uh, air vent, and later on they, they explode the wall for her.
0: I feel like that, I feel like I've seen that in other things recently i just can't place what and i feel like that's my problem with like usually around this era you know mid two thousand sci-fi movies it's like a lot of these ideas have been copied because everything everybody copies everything all the time but i feel like a lot of movies have copied ideas like this and just done them better since then because we've had better cgi and like better movies and just it feels like even though this came first my brain's not able to parse out like oh but this is the one that like maybe came up with that idea you know what I mean like it just Mm. I I just have a hard time being like oh well I've seen that already but like even if this was first I don't know my brain's just sort of weird
1: yeah everything's kind of recycled like I'm with you I feel the same about a lot of things and I now that I'm sitting here thinking about where I've seen this the whole like stuff exploding the wall I can't think of where it came from either but I've seen that before too and then when I watch this movie, I always confuse this movie with Ultraviolet because they did come out around the same time.
0: But this movie's better than Ultraviolet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, man, I'm going to have to watch that tonight. One thing I kept thinking a lot about was Trinity from The Matrix. You know, like this is just like a once, no. once. Well, just no, just the idea that once Trinity graced the screen with her presence, it's very hard not to. Th- I, f- I find it hard not to think of her when there's just like this sleek, slick fighting machine on screen that looks a lot like Trinity. Like, she's kind of got the same hair, she wears all black, she does wire work, uh, kung fu kind of stuff, and everything. Eon came before the Matrix on television, you know, I don't know if that influenced the Wachowskis, maybe, I mean it's got a heavy S&M vibe to it so it's possible, you know, it's kind of kinky and all that kind of thing, so I don't know, yeah, my mind, I mean, that's a good thing though, because I was like, alright, I could like, at least this is making me think of like, good stuff and not worse stuff like, I don't know, I think there's a lot worse than this out there. Oh, I agree yeah, no, absolutely. So this is this for me though, I mean, it's very middle of the road I, I just don't, I just was like I understand why people are frustrated with this movie but i just don't get like the hardcore like the hate for it or whatever is out there like it's not a Great movie, but it's not a terrible movie. It, it's not. It's bad, but it's not like really bad. No,
0: know. right. Like I rarely hate movies. Like I don't know how many movies like we've done ever that I like really hate. Like I hate Generation. Um. Like I don't hate this movie. I don't know if I've hated. Well, I hated the Woody Allen movies. I think those are the only ones that yeah. we've, we've done. But that's not hating for like production. That's just hating for like the fact that they're just like sexist and disgusting. They're you know what I mean? Like gross movies. Yeah. So. <laughs> movies like I, like I don't think I'll ever hate one. like I, I might think that's really bad and I might never want to watch it again or whatever. But like. They're trying. Like, they're going for it. It just didn't land in a way that I enjoyed. So, I'm not going to yeah. fault them for that.
1: I feel like this movie is what it is, too. Like, wasn't this an MTV production? Like, I, Oh, I th- right. Like, MTV isn't making quality movies back then. They're kind of just, you know, they're making <laughs> movies for the, the people that watch their shows. They're making movies for i don't know back then i guess a bunch of stoners and and kids who still lived in their mom's basements sorry to anybody who still lives in their mom's basement by the way i don't think it was trying to be any more than what it is either
2: yeah and it's a property mtv owned too right so they're like hey we got something that's kind of like this it's kind of like that like it's got a strong female lead we can get this guy and let's go to Germany and shoot this shit let's do it <laughs> you know like you're right Jess like now that you remind me I've totally forgot about all the moon men sitting in the theater during the <laughs> opening of this for their production logos like
0: really guys it used to just be the one moon man now you got like all theater full of them I've got no more notes about this anything else that you guys want to say I know that Jess has no more notes about this either so <laughs> Mike anything else you want to say about this before we go on
2: I was expecting a lot more but it could have been a lot worse I guess is it, for me it's coming down right in the middle of the road I, I, I'll put it on again someday I'd like to to listen to the full commentary at least the charlie's commentary
0: oh i didn't know that existed that's cool does she do it with yeah, kusama or no
2: no but she's with the producer who's a lady so it's oh, okay. uh, it started off pretty good and then we started recording so i had to turn it off oh, but i okay. wanted to just like check it out to see if it would be worth revisiting and is I it on ne- think...
0: is the commentary on netflix or do you own this
2: i i actually own this one I bought this one in in high anticipation for it being much better. But it's still, you know, I mean, it's still pretty cool. Like, I would watch this before a lot of those young adult ones that I've tried to sit through. I'll just put it like that. I can't even name them right now because I can't remember the names. But, like, I know Maze Runner, and then there was one with the girl, and then there was another one with a guy. I Divergent? Divergent? Divergent. That's the one. Yeah, like I, I tried to get through that. I really, you know, I had to stop at one. If they made another Eon, or if they did a show or something, like that would be kind of cool. Like maybe an Amazon show or or Hulu or Netflix. Yeah, for me, like the main, my main disappointment, I guess, is like I was expecting. More like from the actual source material. I wasn't expecting it to go in its own direction, and then once I was sort of into what it was doing, it was over. So I was like, ah, like I kind of, I kind of feel like I missed it. That's that's basically all
0: I got about this, you know. (laughs) So in terms of awards here, I'm going through. I'm nominating this, and I know that you might object to this, Mike, but I'm nominating this for best of the worst because it's not um, best film, it's not worst film, but I think, well, because, like, we also have Children of the Corn 3 in there, and I feel like mm, this is close which, enough to that, like... Well, I genuinely love Children of the Corn 3 for how I know. and That is, like... Best ugh. of the worst, I would say, slash, most fun, parentheses, bad film. <laughs> I feel like Good, it's bad. sort of like a... Because it's not one of her best it's not one of her worst it's in the it's in the middle but I want to give it recognition that like there's fun to be had here and I feel like yeah. I don't know if that's the be- the right name for the category I feel like that's the spirit of the category
2: okay I'm up for that for now it's a very broad category so I mean we could also be it could be means like a universally panned film that we find enjoyable you know it doesn't necessarily have to mean it's
0: because right now we have four nominees in there we have both movies that Jess is on for Aeon, Fl- Aeon Flux and Astronaut's Wife See, and like, then, Astronaut's
2: Wife is a true modern
0: best-of-the-worst <laughs> film. <laughs> and then Children of the Corn 3 and Sweet November. So it's a really weird, Oof. wide swath of movies. <laughs> but all the other things I'm, I'm going through, none of these really apply to it. Do we want to nominate something for Best Non-Charlie's Death? Hmm. Like, I don't well, think I, monkey feet falling off the towers. <laughs> the mon- they're not monkey feet. They're human feet. I but know, but, like, I know she's... What you're she's, saying. she's She's using them like a monkey uses his his feet. I want those
2: hand feet. I want those so bad. Like, I would do that if I... Do you
0: see how she walks? Like, she's, like, hobbling around this movie. Yeah, she walks... It's like Beast
2: from X-Men. That's what it's like. He's got hand feet also, and he wears shoes most of the time. Should we open a new category for Best... Badass performance, like toughest chick or whatever kind of thing, like. Uh, but just for know, Charlize. Yeah, like for Charlize, like tough, like uh, Charlie's best action role or something, because we know they're they're gonna be coming.
0: So we have best Charlie's role, worst Charlie's role, most wasted Charlie's performance, most extreme manic pixie dream girl. So we can add in there. I mean, it's gonna be Furiosa. You know well,
2: what I mean? I I don't know. I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm going to vote for Furiosa. But you just <laughs> don't know. I mean, Atomic Blonde is a is pretty yes, badass. Like that's badass some tough competition. Like I'd like to see the two of them fight. Like if they actually fought. Well, yeah. I mean, also, and Furiosa has one arm, and Atomic Blonde is like a but it's a metal killer. arm. She I bet she's got like all kinds of like knife skills and other guns and stuff. Plus, she's got
0: a truck. She could hit her with a truck. <laughs> sure. Although, Atomic Blonde would probably just rappel down a higher right. ceiling off a refrigerator. And like, you know, it's just, there's, it would be a good fight, I guess is what we're saying. Best non-Charlie's death, I don't know. Like, it feels Ooh, like there's not this. like a, a super cool, I mean, like the the fact that she brings down the leadership in the leadership, oh. like that's kind of, uh you know, oh, on the, the nose old, there. Oh, the
2: old dude who became like a hologram, who the saved his DNA. Yeah. The keeper. I don't think no, that. I don't know if there's a great, I don't think really so either. Great death in this one. Do we have a one. best
0: fight? Do we want to nominate a fight from this
1: movie? I can't
2: think she of another. She fights Monkey Feet, but that's not a great fight. That ends really fast.
1: The fight was cool when she had on the octopus belt thing. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. The lab.
2: Man, that was really cool. I wish there was more of that type of stuff, but
0: that, you're right, Jess, that was great. Honestly, octopus belt fight through space and time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure she was going to trap, like, throw the girl off her and trap her there. And she'd be like trapped in the quantum lab or wherever the hell they were. That's what I that thought too. Space. And then no, it doesn't
0: happen. I was thinking if I'm Charlize, I'm gonna dr- I'm gonna push her away and then like octopus back. And if I'm the other girl, I'm like, I'm not letting go of her, because if I let go of her, <laughs> I'm never getting back to reality. Yeah, so high stakes in that fight. <laughs> it's
1: a missed opportunity.
0: Best line or best freakout? I don't know, did I write down, I think I might have written down one. She wrote, oh, man, this isn't great. She wrote down, she says at one point, I had a family once, now I only have a mission, which mm. doesn't feel super, <laughs> it's yeah. okay.
2: Yeah, the script is really where I feel like, <laughs> I mean, and they say that's, you know, the backbone to any good film, you know, that's sort of like where it's gotta be. Oh, you know like there. like how it how it's written, yeah sure. I mean <laughs> it's, it's
0: usually pretty important.
1: But you know, we can't forget MTV.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's amazing they got this from that as what I was gonna that's where I was going with it. Yeah. Uh,
0: cinematography. I don't think it's as no. good as Cider House Rules or Bagger Vance. I mean, do you? I, really? I, I really, I really don't think this looks good. I don't know. Really? I, I don't. I, I don't. Hmm. I don't know, man. Like, I,
2: I'm really down with the visual stuff We don't have to nominate it, but I'm really into the look of this, and I'm not just saying it as. Like, Are you oh, saying at like least... the
0: actual cinematography, like the set, the set design, like the production, like the mm, actual, like, no, the, like, like the world building is one thing, but I think like, no, I don't think this looks.
2: Great. See, I don't think it. I don't think the world building is all that great. I just think the way, the color, the uh, framing, the camera work. Like, I think it's all really high quality here. I really like. The way I like to watch this movie, you know, I like the way it looks a lot. Like I just watched, you know, a movie people say is like an incredibly looking movie. If not anything, I watched Beyond the Black Rainbow last night, and while I really like, I really like the way that looks, it's not enough to sustain my interest at the way that this movie is. Like this is very slick and sleek, and I I like the coloring
0: and everything. There is the top review on Letterbox. I don't know if you saw this, Mike, but it says this is like a film that would be played on mute in the background during a party at your weird friend's house while he plays ministry on a cdr and some guy named trevor talks about how he he hates his job at best buy and i'm like yeah it's kind of like it's just like a (laughs) oh you put it on because like it looks cool but like my thing is you know movies that we've said this about in the past mostly to holly gore to mad holly gore 47 ronin or bad batch like i know you love bad batch but like movies that like those are like stunning and like if you have those on mute like i can get that here it's just like Oh, like there's some weird cool wire work. Like, it's. It, I feel like it's okay, but like some scenes don't look great, and I just feel like it sort of falls a little short there.
2: That's cool. I can understand if it seems, yeah, a little. It definitely has a bit of a more cheap vibe to it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not quite as polished i would say I, I would agree with all that yeah i guess when it when it gets in close it works and then when they sort of pull back to show the breadth of like the whole city it, it loses it a little bit yeah but those movies you mentioned much better looking than this one yeah now that you mentioned those it's like okay <laughs> it's not on the list <laughs>
0: the song score soundtrack i don't you you no. want to nominate you like the score no no i didn't like no. the score I, no
2: i like the original like that's oh, man the original score is so epic it's just like so simple, and it's I also don't know how like
0: MTV Films drops the ball on music.
2: Yeah, good call. This should be loaded. Yeah, trying to sell the soundtrack. Just and needle drops.
0: The only other thing is, that, unless we want to come up with a new category, is do we want to name, nominate an actor or an actress for best or worst role? Like, I don't think anybody else is like really great or terrible.
2: Franny McD? No, just kidding. No. Francis McDormand? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. Was that just like uh what you do after? Someone. Was that like, hey Charlize, what are you doing after North Country? Oh Although, I got this thing in Germany called Eon Flux. What's that about? Oh well check this out. Maybe i I feel like it's, it's maybe
0: also that and also knowing where how Frances McDormand on her three billboards tour, like sort of tore down the men the men of Hollywood, right? Like I can there feel like she's like, Hey, oh, there's like a badass action movie directed by a woman, like yeah, I'll go, I'll come on set for a couple days, like sure. Th-
2: that's something yeah, I totally get that too. The because that's something I wrote down in this. If you look like for the most part, all the evil people in charge are guys and then the rebellion are like mostly women. So there's definitely like a a power struggle trying to be displayed here. Yeah.
0: Um. Which and then that's good. it. Is there anything else that we that we either liked enough about this movie or hated enough about this movie to create a new category for? I'm I'm struggling to come up with anything. No,
2: I, I'm good. Unless uh, I guess that's anything. Jess
1: I I don't have strong feelings. I think you're okay to not create something brand new for this.
0: You are the queen of not strong feelings about things. Like I'm. I just you know like Ast- <laughs> astronaut's <laughs> wife. You're just like you know. I think it's I think yeah. it's just a. It's like a movie. But
2: well, this is better than that, right, Joey? Would you, I mean, oh
0: no! I, I, well. Uh, It is, but I think they're back-to-back on my list. I think I have them like, you know, 18, 19 out of the 25 that we've done. Hang on, let me take a look real quick. I gave both of them one and a half stars. Uh, yeah, I have this 18, that's 19. I was right, yeah. Right behind Trapped. Like, I would rather wa- I would rather rewatch Trapped, I think, than this. Maybe not. Oh, that's another best of the worst, right? Trapped? I mean, knowing the epic ending of that movie, I think I want to rewatch that. Don't rewatch that. Mike, there's so many better movies than watching, like, Kevin Bacon, like, rape Charlize and Trapped. I just want to watch the ending again. <laughs> that's all. Actually, you know what? I'm going to bump this up to a two, because I'd, I'd rather rewatch this, I think, than, like, Reindeer Games or The Italian Job. I don't think it's oh, between yeah, trial and error like... and Italian Job. I'm going to move this up to number 15 on my list, which feels Whoa, bad. trial
2: and error. Oh, okay, because her performance in that is, yeah, she's, you know, that always blows Oh, my I mean, mind. it's not
0: good, but... No, yeah.
2: but she did, though. No, she gets, back, that gets the extra spot because she plays a character who got a flat tire pulled over to the side of the road and decided live to here just now. live in that spot. Yep.
0: <laughs> that's what her character did. All right, can't get over that. The game that we have for this Stretch of the podcast, which I don't think has you, even if you even if you're caught up on this podcast, we haven't released an episode yet with this game intact. So huh. it is a game where we try to connect different Charlize Theron movies and performances and stories, intertwine them with one another. And I feel like considering the fact that you've seen so many of her movies, <laughs> that you'll be able to be good at this. So we're going to randomly pick five different Charlize Theron movies, including this one. So we have number one. Eon flux. But we're also going to do, and if you haven't seen a movie, or if you don't if you don't really remember it, we can pass. So this is totally up to you, because we want to make right. sure because Mike and I have seen them all. We know them all pretty much. But if you don't if you haven't seen one or you don't know it, you can say pass, we'll go again. Okay? All right. Uh trial and error. Have you have you seen that one?
1: I haven't seen that one.
0: Okay, we're gonna skip that one. Devil's Advocate, yep. always gonna be there. Yeah. Yep. Uh Sweet November. Ooh, key, ooh Mike. We got a key <laughs> we got a key connection here, so that's cool. I like that. You've seen Sweet November, right Jess? Yes. The yards. Have you seen the yards?
1: Um, who's it who else is in that one?
0: Mark Warburg and Joaquin again. Phoenix.
1: I feel like I have, but I don't remember enough about it.
0: All right, we will skip it. Uh, The Curse of the Jade Scorpion. Have you seen that one? A Woody Allen movie?
1: Probably not, because I hate Woody Allen.
0: That's the right opinion to have. Have you seen (laughs)
1: Trapped? I don't remember. I don't think anyone's seen (laughs) (laughs) seen it. I've seen it, but I don't remember enough about it.
0: Oh. Have you seen Reindeer Games? Yes. Okay, that's number four. And we need (laughs) one more. That thing you do. Yep. So we are now linking a world with The Devil's Advocate and Sweet November. We know exactly how those are going to get linked. Along with Eon Flux, Reindeer Games, that thing you do. So we have to go from, like, okay. the 60s to 2414 or whatever the fuck we are in this movie. Uh, well, I know how to get us to the future. It's just I mean, she
1: is, like, immortal <laughs> because she just keeps getting reborn.
0: So I wasn't sure about that. I looked on Wikipedia. This is, like, this is the first time she's been cloned in 400 yeah. years. Like This is oh, the first clone okay. of her, I okay. think.
2: Yeah, this is the first time she's been cloned, which is, I think, why her memories were so strong.
0: Her, the the evil good child wanted to destroy her because he knew that she was going to be like this weakness for his brother. Couldn't destroy her, and then, you know, eventually she led to the downfall of him and their empire and whatever. So, yeah, the brother was right. Okay. So, obviously, Devil's Advocate and Sweet November, Kiana plays the same character. Like, it's the same guy. (laughs) I But which one is first? Which double Because I mean, that comes a few years earlier. Because they're both set in modern day, and that came out four years earlier. So you I don't think feel he's...
2: like because I'm going to make just a quick proposal here. Okay. Sweet, no- Sweet November's first, where he has her for a month, and then she goes away, and he moves to Florida and finds a girl that looks just like her. I mean, falls in love and is like, "This is it. I found my Sweet November."
0: Well, again. So, so here, so so he, so I like that, but. What I also, in a way that I just thought of now, what I didn't say before, what I wasn't thinking before, was that in The Devil's Advocate, his downfall, his fault, is that he's too committed to his job, just like how he is Mm -hmm. in Sweet Sweet November. November. So I think it starts out, Devil's Advocate Eric Keanu doesn't go to New York Something goes wrong. He breaks up with Charlize, moves to San Francisco instead. You know, the law and advertising, it's basically the same thing. It's like the (laughs) same kind of career. And he goes to San Francisco and is still like, career-driven is missing Charlie's Like, maybe she broke up with him or something or... Because, oh! Because in all of, in all of our linked universes, <laughs> the devil's advocate, Charlize, goes on to New York to become a supermodel. Like, almost every time we link oh, this. Yeah, yeah. So she has these ambitions. So she dumps him. She's like, I need to go to New York. Okay, here's an idea. So he gets approached... <laughs> They're like, hey, come to New York, and she's like, yeah, let's go, and he's like, I don't want to do that. He's like, I prefer the more laid-back atmosphere of the South or the West Coast. She's like, well, fuck that. I'm going to New York. So she goes to New York to go do her supermodel thing. He goes to San Francisco. He prefers a laid-back thing, but he's still, like, career-driven, career-focused. He goes out there but isn't over her, finds a girl out there who looks like her, that's why he's sort of like, okay, I'll be your November. So that's how we link the two of those. But we still have to bring in Reindeer Games somehow, then this movie, oh, and also, wow. I guess we, we always have like the, that thing you do like is the grandmother of one of these Charlises. Yeah. <laughs> We
2: could even, I have a much looser that thing you do connection Go if you'd it. like. I mean, I think this is a stroke of genius if you ask me, but um, as Keanu is driving from Florida to San Francisco, he's listening to an oldie station and he hears the wonders of oh, like that, that you do yep, on yep. the radio.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. <laughs> he's like, I wonder, he's like, I can't really do law, like he doesn't want to do like copyright and stuff for like music, but he's like, I wonder if I could like, oh. do you think I could promote something like this? Because like, he's like, this is such a good song. Or if I could, if I could like, use this in something. a commercial or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep.
2: <laughs> And he gets, like, the, this image of, like, a hot
0: dog and a microphone <laughs> singing that thing you do. And... It's a hot dog. Okay, so, Jess, knowing the story of Reindeer Games, where Charlize tricks an inmate into sleeping with her so that he can then... Rob a casino. Gary Sinise yeah. and then the at the Steve. end
2: her real boyfriend comes back because Gary Sinise. why not no not Gary Sinise no not Gary Sinise the real boyfriend the, the prison boyfriend yeah 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 so Don't
0: knowing know that name. Jess how would you weave that into this weird complicated narrative that we've established so far of this flo- Florida to San Francisco Keanu like Keanu is sort of the main character in this story not Charlize but that, that, that works too that's gonna happen from time to yeah, time I mean, sure
1: I mean maybe okay and then maybe after her time with Keanu in Sweet November she you know decides that she doesn't really want a life like that. Maybe she wants to, you know, go into a life of crime. A life a oh. life that's not as super chill and laid back. Like, maybe she's looking for more adventure and she thought... I don't know how, but she thought that Keanu was boring, and she needed to do something else with her life.
2: So, like, her December could be Reindeer's Game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Nice. And she's like, okay, everything has been sort of, like, too emotional to this point. I'm on the Wait, so she's clock. not actually I'm dying? Getting... No, she's dying. That's why she takes the risk. She's like, I'm going to... Oh, I'm dying. Okay. Like, I don't have a lot of time. Like, I'm going to commit a crime. <laughs> like, I'm going to break... Like, I'm going to L-I-V-E live my final days and Yo go on. out in a blaze of glory.
1: And then she dies, and then she is brought back yep. to life in Eon Flux.
0: Right, 400 years Four later, years her DNA later. is harvested. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I mean, that it. makes absolute total sense to me. I don't know, you know, I'd watch, i got no problems with I'd watch with that it. movie. So far, I think I'd watch them all. <laughs> I know, they're all... It's the weirdest, like, I still don't know if this is, like, a fun game for the listener, but it's uh I think we're we're making the best of it.
1: It was fun for me. Well thank you. All I right. appreciate it. I'm
0: I'm glad. I think
2: so far the guests have
0: the once guests they've sort like of gotten it.
2: over it, they like what's going on and then okay, and then they like it. Yeah. So and I love it. So
0: I'm <laughs> finding <laughs> Well, we've still got to do five more times, Mike, and then we're gonna have another game for thirty one through forty, so yeah, right, but I feel like um,
2: I'm having I'm having more fun than, than the uh sequel game that one was really tough on me and then the re- the recast game is a lot of fun but it's just a lot of work yeah this is no work whatsoever this exactly. is just exactly perfect.
0: well Jess, you will be back on the podcast in a couple of months for a movie that we talked about a few times so we mentioned a few times in this episode you'll be back for atomic blonde Yay. but do you have any other last thoughts i mean scour through your notes give me your last thoughts about eon flux before we get going let me
1: just look through my blank page here uh um, cool i honestly i've watched this movie so many times that i can't I can't remember how many times that I've seen it. I feel like the more that I watch it, I pick up on little things that I've missed the the times before. I don't know, it's just a nice zone out movie. And it looks pretty. It's not the best looking movie, but
2: it's good looking enough. Yes. I'm starting to wonder if there's a novelization, Joey. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> my show is bleeding into real life. So don't let me buy the novelization to Eon Flux. No,
0: I mean, I, I, I can't control you. I can't. I have no <laughs> say over who you are, what you're doing. But don't, don't buy it if it exists at all. Uh, I'm sure. Oh, there's a video game.
2: Oh, there was. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Was it based on the movie or was it like?
0: So from what I gather, it, it's Do sort of like Charlize? it's, it's kind of like the same sort of thing but not exactly if that makes sense it's like uh, it's like the same sort of world but doesn't necessarily follow the plot of the movie maybe I don't know okay Oh, I do I do remember that there is a really cool like I always check like the Blu ray releases because I buy too many movies and like there was like this whole like Steelbook Blu-ray series that came out a couple of months ago. And there was an Eon Flux one, so there's like a cool case that like sort of has part of this whole series. There is an Eon well, that's a VHS tape. I thought that was a book. You could buy the T V show on a VHS or D V D or oh Mike eon flux by mike kennedy and timothy green 2 paperback from three dollars and 94 (laughs) cents there's also eon flux the game from the original xbox the the old oh original just straight up xbox straight up xbox so if you want to read the book if you want to watch the show if you want to play the game it's all out there it's all there for the taking with your hands for feet just ripe right for the ripe right for the picking
2: you could do all of it at once you could like
0: hold one thing in each hand foot play a controller with both hands read a book in one hand and like uh you know flip like fast forward through the movie with the other hand i don't know whatever <laughs> do whatever you gotta do but for all things watch the throne including all of our other episodes including the one that jess was on you can go to cageclub.me, or facebook.com cageclub cage club or at cage club pod on twitter we are more than halfway through this. We are we have got about 20 episodes left of Watch the Throne that we're gonna go on to different things. But we got a couple Charlie's movies. Actually, as as we're releasing this, I think in theaters now is Tully. So go see Tully. Charlie's on the big screen, so that's pretty cool. So go check out Tully. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And that was Jess Collins. We'll see you next time on Watch the Throne.
1: The dream to awaken our world. You're out of control i take control whose side are you on
0: i take no
2: side
1: you're skating the edge
0: i am the edge
1: what you truly want only i can give
2: you can't give it can't even buy it and you
1: just don't get it